Hey, welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers podcast. And I have a guest today that is second to none. I know, I know you're going to love her. Love her, maybe not like I do, because she gave birth to me. But you're going to love my mama. (laughs) Hello. When this episode airs, it will be January the 26th. And that date has been very special to me ever since I learned that that was the birthday of my mother. January 26. I remember memorizing it when I was little and it's just iconic to me. I don't think I've ever told my mom that, that I had, you know, it in imprinted in my brain that that was her birthday. But I have my mom uh, that is going to join us in just a moment. You are going to flip out to learn uh, that my mom um, my mom is turning 75. Now I know you probably won't flip out because you think, okay, I kind of loosely know how old you are, Terry. And that kind of makes sense. My mom did have me when she was a baby. Um, and we'll talk all about that, but she does not look 75 and she is always, always looked uh, younger than her age in relationship to having me as a child, particularly when I was in my twenties, people thought she might've been my older sister. And still to this day that remains, um, she definitely does not look at all like she is 75 and I'll be posting some pictures so you can go take a look at her. But my mom has a movie star name. Her name is Sherry Summers. Um, I feel like she is kind of a movie star. I was looking at some of her pictures and she's super pretty and she always has been. And as a little baby, I was getting kind of choked up today. I was looking at some of her baby pictures and, you know, knowing that that's my mom and I didn't know her then. It's just weird. I had kind of this super tender hearted feeling about that little girl and she's just so cute. Um, but I can't wait to introduce you to my mom. Um, this is going to be a first for us to have her on the podcast and maybe she'll, um, get to be, (laughs) get to be on again. But, uh, in just a second, I'm going to introduce you to my mom, Sherry Summers. Hello. Is it recording on your end? Yes. Good. Well, I told everyone it was going to be your birthday. And I told them that how old you are. Are you <laughs> mad? No. <laughs> I, is I, I is what I is. <laughs> I, already, I also told them that they will be shocked because I bet nobody realizes that. I also told them that people always stopped us once I got to be about a teenager. People always stopped us and... Um, 
thought you were like maybe my older sister or something, and they still kind of think that. That's good. Yeah. In a way, yes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yesterday we um, both got our um, hairs done, and on the way there we were kind of you were sort of talking a little bit about your childhood, but I know that you shared with um, Isabel, which is your granddaughter and my niece, that you were going to be three quarters of a century old. And when you say, when someone says it that way, I mean, that's like, it's kind of hard to get your mind around because I don't see you like that. But what do you feel? What are your feelings about, I mean, you obviously framed that that uh, definition of your age with three quarters of a century. How does it make you feel to say that you're going to be three quarters of a century old? Right now, depressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so well, thanks, mom, and <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll get back to you later. Why does it? <laughs> no. Why does it make you depressed? I didn't know you were depressed. No, <laughs> Can we get a counselor to call in quickly? <laughs> no, go ahead. Why, oh. why do you say depressed? Not, not that you shouldn't feel. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm not. Oh. I think, you know, a lot of people, they don't like to share their age, even when they're relatively young for some reason. And I guess especially women. And I don't understand that because, like I said, you are what you are. Um, and I'm celebrating it, actually. Um, a couple birthdays did bother me for some reason, and they were kind of odd. And one was when I was 42. I don't know why. Damn that 42. <laughs> yes, 42. And 50 didn't bother me. Um, 60 did for some reason. So, you know, go figure. I don't know. But, but what does it feel like? So, like, I saw, I was telling the um, listeners that I looked at pictures of you, and you were so pick and cute as a little thing. But what does it feel like when you look back? Because, like, obviously, I didn't know you back then, and you're my mom. That's kind of weird to get my head around when I see those pictures. But, and I know that you uh, have an older brother um, that you guys reminisce and talk about times a lot, but how does it feel to look back and say, okay, 75 years, do they all kind of blend together like, like chunks of life? Or do you have a sense that each year has clicked over? No, I, I, I don't really, th I don't know. I have never really thought about it really. It's just like, it's life. You're do you're doing your thing throughout life, and then you wake up one one morning and you're <laughs> seventy five. Um, so I don't really think of it that way because in my head um, I don't feel that. And I'll give you an example. Uh, it's kind of weird, actually, but um, I live in Sun City, which is the majority are elderly. Yeah, quite elderly. And I, when I speak of them, and see, I'm already saying them, those people. <laughs> mm -hmm. Those old people. Those, those old 76 year olds. Right. And, and, uh, but I, I go, um, 
I'll speak about them and I'll, I'll say this, this old woman, you know, <laughs> but, but I are one now. <laughs> but, but I are one. But I've never um, really had a thing with age. Obviously, I guess if I sit and dwell on it, it would be, um, you know, I mean, you're talking about your mortality, but then I think, well, that could be someone that's, you know, a lot younger. That could be anyone, actually. And so uh, one time I will share this little thing and it goes back to it with, I had lunch with a friend of mine when I lived in California, um, Bev Mowdy. And someone had, had passed away and uh, we were talking about how uncomfortable it is when someone passes away because you don't know what to say. And everyone says the same thing. They say, of course, they're sorry. Or some people say, you know, in their uh, uncomfortableness, they say, um, uh, I know how you feel and so forth and so on. But Bev had said, I think it's because it makes people feel awkward because you are talking about mortality and no one likes to think of mortality and especially their mortality. But I've just never really thought that way. Um, and I think it is because I have this, this mental capacity of a very young person still in my head it is. And I, um, I like to hang out with my young grandchildren. They're, uh, the oldest is 21. That's Cameron. And then there is Jackson and he is going to be, uh, 20 this year. And then there's Juliana and she's going to be 19 and Isabel on Valentine's day will be 16. But I even hang out with them and their friends sometime. And I, I find myself using language that they, they use. <laughs> and so I really do. And they, the think I'm, they think I'm, what? You got the slang down mom. Yeah, I've got it down. Uh, once in a while, I'll have to ask them, what was that mean? <laughs> what did I just um, say? But anyway, um, so I just have always thought young. Mm -hmm. And that's well, right in my head. Uh, I and you had, you, you, had, um, you had children young. You were just really, you were Juliana's age. You were 18 years old when you had me. Yeah. A do you think that has something to do with it or do you think it's just naturally in you? But, well, you know, I'll, I mean, not to answer for you, but I think about, um, Ron, your brother, he has a youthfulness about him too still. So what do you think that's about? I mean, it's great, but you would never know he was his age either. I mean, it's really kind of weird. Like I know y'all are native American, but it's kind of like you've been dipped in something and preserved because you just don't really have the physical signs outwardly that would say that you're that age, like, you know, the obvious like wrinkles and even the tone of your voice, your voice sounds just like it did when I was a little girl. There's no, you know, there's no aging to it at all. That's weird. Don't you think? Uh, no, I mean, it just seems natural to me. Um, we, we both have, uh, I think a kind of a dry sense of humor and we just like to laugh. And we always have. And 
I, I don't know. I just, I just think that it's, it's who you are. Either you think old or you don't. And I think young. Yeah. Because I'd like to be around, uh, like I said, younger people and I enjoy them tremendously, especially my grandkids. But I have a couple of their friends and they follow one in particular and she follows me faithfully on Facebook. And I thinking, why does she want to follow this old lady for on Facebook? But it's just, I don't know. They just like to laugh with me and maybe sometimes they're laughing at me and I just don't know. It. I don't know. <laughs> um, so what are some of the highlights of your 75 years? Aside from me, of course. Well, my highlights are uh, my two children, Terry and Mark. And uh, Terry is the elder. I'm Terry. Um, I'm right here, girl. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, so that major highlight. Um, I think other highlights is, you know, just like to travel. We always traveled as a family. Actually, we did most things for many, many years as a family. Um, and fortunately, my kids, which are a little different, a lot of teenagers like to go do things with their friends. And, and we, and sometimes you guys did, but a lot of times you just like to go places with us on vacation. I, I can only remember maybe a couple times that Doug and I went on vacation, your dad and I went on vacation by ourselves because we enjoyed you guys and you guys like to go. Now, sometimes you took friends, but um, it's just, I don't know. We just had a really kind of tight knit family um, back then. What about, but, your, um, what about your earlier years? Do you have some highlights that jump out and we'll kind of move along it chronologically, move along chronologically? Well, when I was younger, um, we traveled all over uh, Oklahoma, where I was born, and we traveled all over the place because my dad was in construction. And so sometime he would have a job that only lasted six months, and then he was on to the next uh, construction site. And so therefore, um, we moved a lot. And uh, my older brother, Ron, and I, uh, we were best friends because we didn't stay in a school long enough to make friends. And so we were it. And so we had to, you know, get along with each other and play together and stuff because, you know, you, it takes you a while to make friends. And then if you, I, I think we built that into ourselves too, that we weren't going to be there long because we were getting used to that. And therefore I think it made me shy because I knew that we were going to be moving soon. And so I didn't really bother to extend myself as a, as a child in school. Um, and so where did, when you moved to different places, you were living with other fam. What, how did, where were you living? Yeah, if we if dad daddy was on a uh, long construction job, say a year, then we would move with him. But if it was like a short period of time, then we would go stay with my maternal grandmother, and uh, we would live with her for that whatever period of time that was. 
and that consisted of my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my aunt, which was my mother's half-sister, uh, my mother, and uh, the two of us, and then until my younger brother came along, and he was eight years younger than me. So essentially, uh, Ron, your brother, was like the only boy in the group. Right, right at that time, yeah. Hmm. Um, so you had your great-grandmother, and what did you call her? I just am refreshing my memory. Yeah, she was called Grandma. 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 And then um, your grandmother was? Granny. And then um, um, who was Mama? Well, that's interesting. <laughs> Mama was granny but that's what my aunt my jolene mind. called her yeah my aunt jolene called her mama because that was her mama okay but wasn't there another thinner woman somewhere that was mama M mother mama something no okay. no no all right so there was grandma uh -huh. and that was the one that you slept in the feather bed with yes yeah, she was uh elderly and she had the favored bed the bedroom and uh she she was sickly and uh bedridden uh pretty much and so it was a treat to be able to be invited by her to get in bed with her and you just sunk down in this very very soft thick feather bed and she would read me stories about Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox. And mm. I loved to do that. She would read stories or tell me stories. And she had these really long, skinny fingers. And she, as she moved her hands around, I can still see those fingers because I was mesmerized by them. Kind of an and, expression she used her hands when she talked. Right. And mm -hmm. so I would watch those hands. And then... Uh, Sometimes they scared me because they, <laughs> when they came at you, <laughs> no, when, you know, there was like, uh, cause if you, if I ever saw like, um, a picture of a witch or something, you know, how they had these long, oh, yeah. like, uh, yeah, kind of fingers and stuff. And so, but I love to be able to, uh, spend time with her cause she was a great storyteller. Um, you're, in thinking of Oklahoma, it it always seems so charming, but I know it was rough as well, meaning you might not have known it, but you tell stories that uh, it was very grapes of wrath-ish in that, you know, you had very little. But the charm of it was like you, you know, well, yeah, there, the, you had an interesting family and there are some great characters that I know have just influenced me just in in my imaginations of them, though I never knew them, but hopefully we can get into some of those. But what are some of the more charming, enchanting kind of experiences that you had that formed you? Because you had a very different growing up life than I did. So, um, and I'm just trying to, trying to prompt you to get to some of those stories of like how, like you did end up the, the feather bed got put out in the yard in the summer, right? Isn't that something you guys not, did? Not grandma's. Grandma was inside, but the other beds, uh, because it was, uh, we, we didn't of course have air conditioning or anything like that. We, 
it was uh, Ron and I were talking about this um, not long ago. Uh, growing up, we didn't know that we were poor. <laughs> we didn't know the family were poor. We were just kids, and we just did our thing every day, and um, it was all normal to us. We had nothing to reference that at all until we started looking back on it. And one day, uh, there was a photo. Uh, I was visiting him when he lived in Granite Bay, California. And I was visiting him, and he he um, had all the family pictures uh, in their barn. And so he had brought them up to the house, and we were looking. And there was a picture of the two of us standing outside of um, the family car. Uh, and we were en route to, Cal to California. Mm -hmm. and uh, to visit my uh, paternal grandmother. And so uh, we looked like little ragamuffins. And so my brother goes, he started laughing. He said, I didn't know we were poor. <laughs> but when we started talking about it, we really were. Um, of course, as a child, I always thought, the houses we lived in and my grandmother's especially were these very big houses because what did I know? I mean, it just seemed very big to me. Everything seemed big to me. And then when we saw pictures later or we, I even made a trip back um, after we had moved to California. I mean, and I was married at that time and some of us went back to Oklahoma and I saw my grandmother's house. It looked like a shack on stilts. And um, it was like, you know, you had to kind of process all of that because it's not what we were, we knew. We thought we were like everyone else, but there were a lot of people that were like us because it certainly was um, poor times back then. Mm-hmm. But you kept yourself so entertained and stuff. I know um, what are some of the fun memories you had? Because you mentioned um, you also lived with your aunt, which was your mother's half-sister. And she was quite a bit younger than, than grandma. Um, so she was Jolene. not far off from your age, right? Even though she, she was, was your aunt. Yeah. Jolene was like a huge part in my life as she was in, I think, you guys' life. Um, and so she was four years older than me, and she just passed away three years ago. Um, and she was probably uh, not maybe one of the most influential people in my life because she, I was with her all the time. Even if we had moved somewhere else, she would come for the summer or a, a holiday or whenever school was out. And uh, my brother Ron is three years older than me, so they were really close in age. And um, uh, she was just like uh, uh, my sister, if I were to have a sister. And uh, up until the day she died, it was still the same thing because we talked every day and sometimes several times a day. And so... Uh, so she, all of your adventures and stuff had her in them. Right, often. right. We never, we never received uh, toys for Christmas um, because I, I guess they couldn't afford them. The first time I had an actual uh, 
toy for Christmas. I think I was probably seven year, around seven years old, and it was a doll. And she came in a case, which I still have to this day, and I still have her original dress she came in. Mm. And she, um, she was, I don't know exactly what she is made out of, um, but she had, her mouth was open, and she had very long eyelashes, and she was very pretty. And then she, but her mouth was open, and she had, you could see her front teeth and at the top. and. I was thought that was the greatest, well, it was the greatest present I had received to date because we just played with really unusual things um, rather than toys. And so um, it came with a little plate and saucer and cup and um, some tiny little silverware. And so I was feeding her with this little plastic fork and uh, it slipped down her, <laughs> slipped down her, <laughs> slipped into her mouth. Yeah. Yes. And I was scared because I didn't want my mother to know it. And mm-hmm. so um, for a very long time, I was always thinking some way she was going to find out, like it would fall out of her mouth or something. <laughs> and uh, so but I have her. I have her today in her case, hmm. and she's pretty pristine looking because hmm. uh, I, I took really good care of her. But we played with, um, there were little plastic cars that didn't have a, like an inside to them. They were just like a, a mold of a thin plastic, and we would put um, different bugs under there, and as the bugs <laughs> moved, the car would move with it. Oh, how fun is that? Kind of like it was, it was down super a little fun. bit. It was mm-hmm. super fun. Or like June bugs. Um, I'll say hello to my sister-in-law, June. <laughs> hello, June. Because <laughs> we call her June bugs sometimes. Um, anyway, June bugs, and we would tie a string to their legs and let them fly, and it was kind of like a... Um, a kite or something yeah. and we 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 played that way or jolene and i would take rope and we would unravel it would make a knot in the top or actually she would make a knot in the top and that was uh a a doll's heads in sense and we would we would comb the hair and we would braid it and we would do all this stuff and that was like we and we put the the a pencil and shoved it up into that knot of the rope, and that was the body of of our very unusual doll. Oh, that was kind of ingenious. Yeah, it was like we had we just did that, or we we went and uh, you know we were gone from um, early until. Um, you it, mean you got up and left the house early in the morning? Yes, and I don't know why they didn't care where we were. <laughs> because we didn't come back until it was starting to get dark most of the time. And um, I just followed them. They were older and I just, you know, followed them. And Jolene kind of, you know, looked after me. And we we did one thing, though, that was it's I had one spanking in my my life that I can remember. And that was from my dad. And that really I I can't believe that to this day because he just wasn't a spanker and he spanked he spanked my brother and myself um there was a 
a creek bed that ran no not very far from our house and uh, it was very deep and it was mostly um dry but you had to go down really a steep bank to get it down into the bottom and so ron and i left one morning and we made our way down there and so it was like a very high bank so the further you walked into it you might find a little water rainwater or whatever but um yeah there were a lot of rocks and stuff but as you proceeded further into the creek bed it became more narrow mm. and then i started getting kind of scared because it was you know kind of creepy i didn't know if there were snakes there i was just you know a kid following my brother and um so i wanted to turn back and we had we had gone a very long ways and ron said no it's too far to go back we have to keep going and so we um continued on and you know by then i was crying and and he was getting irritated with me i'm sure uh because he realized yeah it's getting dark and we haven't found our way out of here yet and so we finally came there was we heard a car and so um the the bed widened some and we could see car lights up at the top there was kind of a bridge over this creek bed so we climbed up the side of the creek bed and we came out on this road um and there were cars you know coming not really busy or anything but uh we started walking um what and he thought was that, the direction. Did you have any idea where you were? Oh, no, no. Oh, uh -huh. Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it was dark then, and we started walking in the direction that he thought our house was, which was quite a ways away. And um, so, you know, I was still like whining a lot and crying and scared and all that. And when we, we did uh, see our our, it was a little narrow road that went to our house. Um, you know, we were really relieved. And so we made it to the house. Mother came out of the house and she said, where, where have you been? Your dad is down looking for you and he's been looking for you for hours. Mm. And so when daddy made it back up to the house um, and he had other neighbors with him because i guess they had just been looking all over for us mm -hmm. and so he was i'm sure relieved but he was very angry too mm -hmm. and so uh i remember sw he swatted both of us it was just like a one hand swat and of course i thought oh my gosh daddy hit me <laughs> you know <laughs> and i of course was crying my eyes out and didn't seem to bother ron as much because it wasn't you know a big deal but it was I think mentally to me, and I was scared anyway. Um, so that's an adventure that um, was kind of frightening for a child, and I'm sure for them as the parents as well. And actually, um, when I had I had counseling one time, it was really a friend. Uh, it's a counseling center at our church uh, when I lived in uh, California, and, and so at Pomona, and so she wanted to teach me how to hypnotize myself um because you can just calm yourself down and it's you know she just wanted me to try it 
And it was really very interesting. I loved it, actually. I loved the way I felt and the entire thing. And, of course, you're in control of yourself all the time anyway. But um, she asked me to go somewhere that uh, was frightening for me in my mind. And so I went to that creek bed because mm. that was had been the most frightening for me as so a child. Significant. And the funny thing was, because you are in control and you know, you know, you know what's going on and what you're, you're going to allow to come into your mind and you're not going to allow to come into your mind. I got so far and I stopped and Mm. then she was asking me, where are you? And she goes, why, why? And I just woke, I woke myself up because, uh, I didn't want to go there again. Interesting. (laughs) I didn't want to repeat, I didn't want to repeat that again. So, So I'm sorry, go ahead. No, we just had an interesting childhood. We did, you know, all kinds of uh, things. We also had a, an aunt. It was uh, Granny's sister, and her name was uh, Zella. And I, I don't love know the Zella. name Zella, but I also yeah. know, I know by your descriptions that Zella was out there a little bit. So well, she. I don't know what her um, deficiency was. Um, because she, as a child, she couldn't learn her ABCs in school. And they, I don't know what they labeled her, but they told um, my grandmother um, that it wasn't worth her going to school anymore. And I'm sure nowadays she would be, she was functioning, but she just liked um, the ability to possibly live her on her own and like i said nowadays she would have been it wouldn't have been an issue because she she was functioning and she was married to uh, a man uh and so um his name was uh, well we called him uncle mac and they owned a little mom pop grocery store and they lived in the back Hmm. and they were over a lot because it, it was close and so, uh, yeah, she was just very, very interesting. She would have been a great character in a movie because she did oh, yeah. interesting things. Like, I know you shared that um, she loved children, didn't have any. But when, uh, was it Douglas, your younger brother, that came home and uh, she dressed as a nurse and they actually handed um, him off to her, but she was not a nurse. She just... <laughs> she, well, she, yeah, she, you know, bless her heart, but she... When Less mother hard. had, when mother had uh, Douglas, um, I think mother was like thirty-seven then when she had Doug, and so like I said, he's eight years younger than me, and so in those that time we lived nine miles out of the the town of Ardmore, Oklahoma, and we lived in a little community by the name of Dixon. And so they drove her in an ambulance because, you know, you stayed in the hospital a few more days uh, than you would. Now you're out. You can actually go home the first day, I guess. But anyway, an ambulance brought her and that the one of the attendants in the ambulance um, handed Douglas up to her because she was she was on the porch and it was a high porch. Uh, because the house was built up on blocks and he handed him to her and she's bending over the edge and she, but she had a nurse's uniform on because she liked to wear them. (laughs) And so he's thinking, Oh, they have a nurse. They have a nurse, 
you know, to help with the baby. And my mother, of course, is like gasping and trying to, you know, run up those steps to, uh, you know, get him. But yeah, she, she set the field on fire and she just was a, yeah, she just had issues, but she was, uh, and she was very interested in what everyone was doing, um, a little nosy, and she liked to gossip, but. Um, and she kind of had a little, a little pattern of swearing under her breath, right? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She would swear. She, she would swear. Um, and I, you know, Uncle Mac was very stern. He was a stern, a very stern German uh, man. And he was uh, not overly kind to her, I don't think. And so I think the swearing was, was actually under her breath. <laughs> yeah under her breath and it was at him because it was some bitch some bitch some bitch some bitch wasn't yeah, it <laughs> kind of yeah she just would repeat it and mm. but uh sometime you know you didn't know if she was as a little girl i mm. never was afraid of her or anything like that i i would sit up you know in her lap because she loved children mm. and so um but you know it was uh um just kind of a now that you look back a sad situation mm. and she was always around because they were you know they always were there um you, and then you, later were in, on, you lived in Oklahoma like what the first nine years of your life but because you had mentioned that um that your paternal grandmother was in California that was your dad's um mom obviously and they had established um, a home and a business in California. And ultimately, we don't have to break it all down, but ultimately that's what took you guys to California, right? Was um, living near her, working for the trucking company in some sense, right? Yes, my, my dad, she'd been trying to get my dad to get out of construction and come and help them run the business. And um, her second husband, um, he had been in the trucking business for a very long time and so they needed help and so she talked my dad into coming but then he had to convince my mother that this was a good thing and she and her mother uh, were very very close and so that was a hard thing for my mother to do so I think my dad uh, to try to maybe even bribe her to get her to move to California he built a home Okay. And she'd never had a home of her own like that. Yeah. Own, owned and that's home. the home that I knew, right? Growing up. Right, right, right. And um, so the move to California and looking over your, you know, your 75 years of living coming up soon, the move to California really was a, a left turn and changed the whole trajectory of your life, essentially, because um, it opened, I mean, you ended up, um, going to the high school that I actually went to and graduated from. But in all of that time, your family did follow, right? Many of them, uh, Jolene came out and um, Granny came out and others, but um, you met um, Dad in California, who was a California boy, right? He was born and raised in California. Yes, he was. He, his family, uh, he lived in Chino. Mm -hmm. And we lived in Pomona and um, I met him. Well, 
had a girlfriend from childhood actually, but I, and then when I got older and in high school, she was not, I mean, you know, I would speak to her and stuff if I saw her, but we were not like friends that hung, hung out together or anything like that. And so, uh, but one day I uh, saw her uh, cause she lived there near the high school. I saw her out in the yard and I, I stopped and we started talking and, uh, in those days in the sixties, one of the big things that we did a lot, which when I look back, it was one of the funnest times in my life is we cruised and I'm sure people around my age, um, knew what that was. And you just, Mm -hmm. you cruised from one location to the other. And, um, so I asked her, Hey, you want to go hang out on a Friday night? And so, uh, like I said, we hadn't seen each other except, you know, passing in school. So we did. And so, um, we were parked in, um, an, a alpha beta at that time. That's a, was California store grocery store. store That's no longer. And I pulled into that parking lot on, um, Gary Avenue and that was like a main street and obviously still is in Pomona. And uh, we pulled in there. Um, I don't think we were like going to the grocery store or anything, but we pulled in there for some reason and a car pulled up beside us and there were two guys in there and one being your dad, uh, he was driving and uh, the other one, uh, she happened to know the other one. Um, and so, uh, they asked if we wanted to go get in those days, go get a Coke. And so kind of felt a little weird about it because, you know, didn't know them to me, they were strangers, but to her, strange danger. Yeah. That well, (laughs) kind of was, it was every, sometimes I did stuff that was really kind of, you know, dumb, but you know, God (laughs) kind of saved me from all of it. But anyway, so he was uh, well known to her and, you know, they, they were talking a lot and stuff. And so we went to get a Coke and we parked and then your dad goes, um, why don't we, uh, why doesn't someone get in the back seat and then, you know, one of you girls get up here. And I thought, no way am I going to be stuck with that guy. So I got up front <laughs> with your dad. <laughs> so, uh, and that was fine with Elaine because she knew this other guy. And so we just talked and you know, had fun and your dad was really goofy and silly and, um, but he was funny. And so then Didn't he and, used a different name when he introduced. Yeah. Himself? He, t- yeah. He, he told me his name was Doug Winters instead <laughs> of Doug, Doug Summers. Hmm. Actually he, his name was okay. His full name was, I was Douglas Michael Summers. His family called him Mike and I called him Doug and he used Doug Uh, except around his family. So he told me, he introduced himself as Mike Winters. Oh my. And, and so he asked me to go out, uh, the next day. And so, um, I, I said yes, cause I kind of liked him. Like I still thought he was kind of goofy, but anyway, um, so the next day I introduced him to my parents because he came to pick me up as Mike Winters. <laughs> and he and then he goes, and so, you know, they meet and everything. And then when we leave there, he says, there's, I got to tell you, there's something I got to tell you. 
He said, my name is Doug Summers. And I said, why would you tell me your name's Mike Winters? And he said, well, I didn't know if I'd want to see you again. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. So anyway, obviously, he saw me again <laughs> and again. Yeah. So that's um, how, how I met your dad. And um, the highlights of those years, because I know that my listening audience knows that um, he passed away, like you were saying earlier, that <clears throat> we just need to live into each day because you don't, I mean, someone younger could have tomorrow not be their own. And we know that from him, he was 47 when he passed away and that is, you know, quite young, but the highlights of that, like what were some influential moments or years or times in that, in that range of time that you, sh that you can share? Well, um, it's kind of like you had three, sections you had the life with childhood and then you had the life with him and kids and then because you were quite young when he passed away um then you've had the life in this um this third quarter so what were some of the highlights of your time in that frame in that time frame yeah well in that time frame of course i had um you and Mark. Right. And um, so that was a major highlight. Um, and it was just a really fun time. I mean, I, people know you, Terry. They know how talented you are. And I'm not, I, I'm not saying this as, you know, um, oh, like a, a proud mother that's just going to say, you know, like most people do, brag on their children. Because I obviously can brag on my children big time but the thing with with uh i'll start with you because you you inherited god-given talents i mean and abilities that to this day amaze me and others um and uh you really to watch you perform, to read your writings and the stuff that you do, it's really, really incredible. I mean, you were reading before you were three years old. Now, obviously not, you know, big books, but they were the little golden books, children's, children's books, and you could read. And we would have some people come over to the house just to hear you read. And at first, you know, when you first started out, I thought, oh, she's just memorizing that stuff. But no, you weren't, because we could skip all over the place, and you could just read. You talked very early. You just were just really a, a very smart, intelligent child. Thank and you're you. Still, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Very much. Very much, Mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so um, you were, I think you probably have told this before, you are five years uh, older than your brother, Mark. Four and, and a half. And I think to this day, this is what I have loved. And I tell my grandkids this a lot. Terry and Mark have been like um, very close. And I love to see when they're together. And I love to see their interaction. 
and I, how they care for each other, but I love to see their humor, their humor together. It caused us to laugh so much uh, growing up. And uh, Terry uh, could entertain, and she did entertain all the time, everyone, just to be around her, but she used to crack her dad up. Um, and it was just a really, I think, a fun time because we did a lot of things together. We traveled a lot together. Uh, so those were, those were like highlights. And we um, just enjoyed, you know, our, our family. And Terry, of course, was at one point, she was, you know, doing theater at South Coast Repertory. And, of course, we, um, not just wanting to support her, we love to support her because, and we love to, go and watch everything that she did and we always have and i still do um because it's you know just she's very amazingly talented and then you know mark uh mark has been um just a really steady great dad he's raised four really spectacular kids and they're they've grown up with all of those um what i want to say uh, i can't i'm searching for the word i have a like a brain what is it a brain freeze or something right now i can't think of the word but where they are extremely uh caring of people they are um you know when people come in they greet them they always say bye to them they've been taught you know always you know, keep eye contact, always be polite, well-mannered. And so uh, he and Michelle have done a great job in raising them and they're, they're really a delight. They really are. And I wa love watching them grow up. So all, all of those things, mostly having to do with family, um, have been major highlights in that era of time. So um, I know that, you know, no life is perfect and there's always things that we wish we could have done should have done but with with the time that you have and we just trust all of us have another day another tomorrow what are some things that you still want to do hmm. i think about that from time to time um because uh I can get bored very easily. Um, I have, I like to paint and I have put that off um, for one reason or another. And so I'm uh, contemplating getting into that pretty heavily. I'm not a uh, joiner of a group. I don't enjoy that. I like more uh, intimate times. I like, to spend time talking with my friends. Most of my friends are in California. And um, so one of my best friends, uh, Sherry Ortiz, used to be Figueroa. And uh, we've been friends since we worked at Pomona First Baptist Church many, many years ago. We've been friends for uh, around 40 years. And so... Um, and she still lives in California. And so maybe we will not speak for a month or two or three. And then we call and I, we, we, one time we were on the phone 
catching up for seven hours. Oh, goodness. Yeah, seven hours. You almost had another birthday just while you were on the phone with her. <laughs> and I've done the same with, well, Jolene and I used to have very long conversations. Uh, and, you know, with Sherry, we just picked back up. It's almost like uh, we never missed a beat. And uh, occasionally uh, I get to go, like I was there in August at family for a uh, baby shower and um, Sherry came over and her husband, we met a couple times and spent some time with them. And that was really fun uh, to see them. And then, um, so you're saying you're saying you'd like to spend more time with your friends. Well, friend, yeah, my friend, you know, friends like Barbara, just, just friends I've had for a long time because I'm in Arizona. Barbara, Barbara is essentially, though, there were relationships that came to an end. But Barbara uh, was your sister-in-law, sister-in-law, and we still look at her that way. And she was married. We didn't spend a lot of time. I'll catch up, everyone, real quick. But you uh, had a younger brother, which we remembered, we mentioned, um, Douglas. And Barbara was married to Douglas, and they had a daughter, Amy. Um, and Douglas, um, sadly, it's a tr tragic story and we don't need to go on it right now, mom, because I know it still is hard for you, but, um, he, his life came to an end in a rather unexpected way to a, a medical crisis that, uh, kind of got mishandled, but all that to say he's been, um, gone now for, um, what about seven years or so ish, mm -hmm. something like that. I think seven, so. Seven, yeah, somewhere in there. 2013, so maybe eight years. Yeah. Ooh, boy, mm -hmm. time flies. But um, anyway, just to give reference to Barbara. But I know I know as your birthday draws near here, um, and I shared everyone with everyone in the audience that um it will be uh on the day that this gets um that this episode uh airs will be mm -hmm. your actual birthday. Do you, um, you know how we tell everyone well, before you blow the candles out on your birthday cake, if there's a wish that you would like to make and you're not supposed to tell, but since it's not happening, literally, I don't <laughs> think it's going to break the mojo yet. Um, do you have a wish or one of a selection that you might have in your arsenal that you would be thinking or praying or offering out when you blow your candle out? Well, I think uh, what comes to mind is just our world situation right now. Um, when I look back over the 75 years, um, I never would have thought that our country and the world would be where it is right now. And so it's um, um, a whole different time. Mm -hmm. And so I would just, you know, pray that, Peace um, on earth. I'm sorry, what? Peace on earth. Well, I mean, no, essentially it's what I'm no, trying to say. I mean, obviously, yes, everyone wants peace on earth. I'm not sure that that's coming, but, um, I do know that, uh, God has his hand on all of us. And so I just, want us all to uh, look to him for whatever uh, comes during this time that we 
keep that vertical line going up to him and that everything um, is really centered around that of wishing the best for everyone. And also with this pandemic, there's so many people that have lost uh, family members and that we just pray that it's over, it's done. And um, we can uh, not have that issue to face. And I know know a lot of people are fearful. And um, I I pray for that in my prayers that um, they will not be fearful. Cause I know that if you're, you know, if you're locked in, I mean, we're looking, we're into almost a year coming on a right. year of going through this. Well, I don't want your, I mean, I appreciate, I want your, I mean, that's a wonderful wish, but, and I think that, that, and wish and prayer, but um, I also want to know that when you go to purse your lips and blow that, candle out what do you wish for yourself or just your person something good something fun something whatever and then we'll end this podcast with blowing out the proverbial candle um mm, that's kind of a hard one because i guess i just wish for um I'm having a hard time with this. I don't know, Terry. Keep I mean, all your teeth? Huh? To keep all your teeth? Oh, I've lost a couple. A <laughs> 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 couple in the back there. Yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to help you out with some good wishes. No, to- I'm just good wishes for, I just, you know, I just want to be in the place where my Lord wants me to be and uh, my family to be happy, joyful and healthy and i want to um you know just feel better i might feel younger in my head but my body might might feel pretty close to 75. (laughs) so good health and joy and joy really i we can talk about this another time but we've been focusing on that idea of joy so let's just take i love you mom and i'm glad you got to spend this time when it airs it will be your birthday and we'll be hanging out um but i just want to take a deep breath in and let's blow out your candle your your imaginary candle with that wish that you have that you keep all your teeth and that (laughs) you and that you have restored and renewed health and that um, uncontainable joy is yours. You ready? Yep. All right, girl. I love All you. All right. Love I you, Everyone's going to enjoy this. Happy birthday, Mama. Thank you. Bye. Girl, hang on. You don't have to go away. I'm just going to stop the recording. All right? And then we'll yep. talk in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. Well, there you go. I just have one thing to wrap up on this interview or on this podcast rather and that is to sing this happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear mama Happy birthday to you.